welcome to Who Moved My Back In. I'm your host, Thy Girl Tammy, and this is episode one. I am joined by the fabulous, the amazing <laughs> Kemi. Thank you so much for coming on, being my first guest. I'm honored. Would you like to introduce yourself or tell us about yourself? Thank you for having me, Miss Clyde I'm very honored to be your first guest, actually. Um, I'm professional auntie. Professional auntie is a business which is catering to all parents. Um, our service really was derived from my own experience as a mother, but also in the healthcare services. Mm. And but more passion came when I became of myself and I saw the gaps in the services. I I started to see the gifts that people give you. You know, everything they give you this, they give you all the clothes. Everyone first go to is clothes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then I realized, you know how important it was to have all the useful items yeah and i really like really watched what kind of things i really needed in the first couple of months and what really got me through with my son and i thought why not just get the useful essential gifts and give them to mom dad and for babies yeah and that's how i created the boxes uh, my survival boxes what i call them survival kits you know yeah. what i think all parents need in the beginning right yeah. and giving them essential things i think nothing in that box is ever goes to waste you know even the that's box is useful yeah. <laughs> um but most importantly for me it was actually deriving services that reach all parents and makes inclusive inclusivity flexibility but also making sure the gaps that i saw and also how i felt i needed to be reached was reached within my services yeah yeah so that's professional auntie and that's us really aiming to be a household name and yeah, yeah and i think it's going well we're now approaching two years has it been two years Nanny, no. not yet when, when was it? <laughs> over when year launched? so january Oh. Yeah, January 2019 we launched. Wow. So January coming up will be two years. That sounds scary mm. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, it's been a journey so far, but loved every bit of it. It's been great. So what do you, what's your day job? Oh, so I'm still a midwife yeah. uh, and I'm still a health visitor. So I've still so many hats <laughs> so yeah um, I'm a midwife and health visitors too but I do my midwife feel like more on a bank schedule now and more do the health visiting side yeah so that's health visiting being the zero to five years that I focus on okay. in early childhood but I still do my midwife so that's why alright so I want to go back to young Kemi mm. like what was your growing up life like like what was your family life like Growing up Kemi, oh wow. Um, so growing up Kemi, I have an older sister, I have two younger brothers. Um, You're the middle child. I'm the middle child. So I what kind of middle child traits do you have? I definitely have middle child syndrome. Definitely, 100%. I, I think I'm outgrowing now, but generally I, I was one thing, oh, we're, nobody loves me. Oh no my God. No one gives me attention. My sister's the oldest. And because my youngest brother was born kind of late, so we ha- I have a, not late, he's not late, he's on, on time, how God wants him to become. <laughs> but there's a gap between us. So I think there's 13 years between my youngest brother and myself yeah. and 16 years between my older sister and my brother. So quite a, yeah. a gap. Age yeah, gap, yeah. yeah. So for me, it was like I was rural middle, middle child until we came out. Like I'm now sharing my brother. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both with a child at the moment. So and um, for me, I just felt like I was second child. My sister was oldest. I had a brother, so he was a boy. You know, the first boy and things like that. So oh, course, I was feeling yeah. like, oh, no one let listen to me. And yeah, I had that younger. I did really have that, but I've grown out of it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, growing up, me, I went to South London schools. Very. I what think school I was, did you go to? Larry Trade. 
That's secondary school. That's uh, near Clapham. Is that the one Clapham. near Clapham? Yeah, and SFX. So both really. Do you go to SFX? Yeah, really popular school. Oh, places. you know what? Because I went to Christ the King. <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to go. It was between. Yeah, when I was yeah, same. For college, it was either Christ the yep, King. Yeah, same. Or SFX. That was the only place to go to at that time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was like, I, I, I remember going to interview. Mum, like, I have to go. Mum was like, it's too far. I was like, no, let's go to Christ the King. No, Open Christ day. Would have been far it wasn't far. And she was like, how are you gonna get a bus on that? So I was thinking, I know, but I want to go. I had half and half of my friends going to either one. Yeah. So I was thinking at anyone, but anyway, I ended up with SFX. Yeah. Great, good and bad, <laughs> but we're here, you know. So that was interesting. I think I went to all quite popular places, but I am an I believe I'm a very outgoing person anyway. So you're all right with them? I was out, all right with both, I think. Yeah, I enjoyed both experiences, both different in so their So, Larry was it a girl's school? Girl's school. I so, wanted... how was that transition from like a girl's school to like college? Hold on, primary school was it girl's school boy or mixed? No, mixed, mixed. That, so, you went it... from mixed to all girls, yeah, and then another transition from all girls to like. Co-ed. I think obviously in secondary school, being in a girl's school, you start to see they have that people have that thought process of thinking that oh, girls' school girls are um, boy hungry. Yeah. You know they're gonna they can't deal when they have guys around them. Yeah, I, I generally wouldn't send my children to a one sex only school hmm. because personally I think it's not natural. Okay. We live in a world of girls Makes, and boys. Yeah, and I don't want my children not to be ill prepared to what the real world is really like. Yeah, I'm not trying to make them set up themselves to basically. You have to if you can't learn that. I wanted to learn in both environments. Yeah, you should be able to learn with, with a boy in a class and both ways. I think that's the way it was for me. I slid in. I I found male friends in sex, college. You know, even in uni, it was fine for me. And I, I had friends out of school already with, with boys. I, I don't think I fell into the man hungry category, but it was nice to yeah. have boys around and seeing different like kind of banter that boys bring to the table yeah. jokes they have yeah. it's different from a kind of girls you know yeah and you know how you girls can but i guess it could be a little bit more free and open about what you talk about with girls you're a bit different obviously conversation went different with in that mixed environment so it's good to have that boy in, input into yeah, the conversations yeah. yeah i agree so yeah definitely because i went i went to an all girls secondary school but yeah. only for two terms when i was in zimbabwe it was a boarding school and it was all girls boarding, boarding school, school. Oh, wow. and I have to say, in that secondary school, the girls did seem a bit boy hungry. Yeah, yeah, I was thirteen yeah. at the time, so I did. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> yeah. boys. But looking at like the seniors, mm. like if we had like a game or something like that, you know, yeah. you have the boys coming because it's like a game, yeah. and if everyone's putting on makeup, and I'm just like, what's going what's on? What's that for? Yeah, like, yeah. And then, but then my primary school was a mixed school, so I kind of got it. And then yeah. I came here, and my secondary school was a mixed school as okay. well. So it was different how was that coming i guess coming to a mixed school in your later teen years well because you were how was yeah that's when you really start thinking about it i would say yeah more. so 13 14 15 16 you're really thinking about that or yeah do you think it impacted you did that I, change i think well, well me coming here was that <laughs> it's like a whole different episode that <laughs> I need, like a professional yeah. here with <laughs> me like a therapist so that we can it's a lot I to know. unpack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that <laughs> big change. It's big change. Like, yeah. you're 13, you're going wow. through your own changes. Yeah. You're now in a brand new country yeah. mm-hmm. where people are asking you, how come you can speak English? And yeah. you're just like, what, what do you mean? mean? What, how can I speak English? Like, yeah. you know, did you have a lion Ignorance. as a pet? Like, Ignorance. What? So, yeah. that's a whole thing to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So, mm. when, so, you finished secondary school went to sfx then went to uni i went outside london another very which which uni did you go to uh, hearing this you're gonna feel like i'm really <laughs> like i'm really really what they were they saved bait. very bait yeah <laughs> i don't want to be i don't want to say that because 
I wasn't bait, but I think I went to, I just chose bait places to go to. <laughs> well, it just happened though, but I went to DMU, the Montfort University. In Leicester. In Leicester. Yeah. yeah. So outside London, of course, definitely wanted to get me from home. Like anywhere I'm going Listen, out of London. DMU is the... <laughs> Yeah. Brunel, yeah, it's the Brunel of the Midlands, definitely. Yeah, Brunel, definitely. I mean, De Montfort was definitely the Brunel of Leicester, of all the Midlands side. Like, everyone wants to go to the DME. Yeah, it was the place to be, definitely. My first year was, I can't lie, on and popping. My first year was the biggest challenge because I had my course is not the same like anyone's course. Yeah. As you know, I remember when we went, remember we were going around and told you it's 52, it's like basically a whole year. Unlike where you had the three months off in is summer. It the whole year? It is a whole year course. We had eight weeks. July eight, to no, we had eight weeks, four weeks for summer, two weeks for Christmas, and two weeks for Easter. That's the only annual leave you have in the whole year of your course. Oh. So it's extremely full on. So when my friends were enjoying the summer, I was getting placements, I was having all the things to do. So it was so hard. Like, somehow I was like resentful, like, this guy, man, why am I, what did I pick this for myself, <laughs> you know? Um, but even like having the flesh, like you, you're at uni, you want to still want the uni experiences. Yeah. But I had lectures every single day. When I was in lectures, I had money to Friday lectures. So my friends would go in just two days a week, have half a day. I had oh, nine wow. to five lectures. So that's how intense oh, the course wow. was. And I remember like, they're like, let's go to this rave. I was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I remember like, sometimes I'll go into, I'll go to like a rave and then I'll come back and wake up an hour or two later and still end up in my lecture. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do think I could have got better grades if I put myself there my first year. But you know, here we are. <laughs> I learned quickly. I'm like, That's you know, it. what? this this my thank God that God got me through knowing this what I had to do. But you had to, and then I had to pull my socks up. Oh, so I couldn't mean. with midwifery, it's not like you know. Usually they say uni, your first year of uni is your year of doing nothing and playing. Yeah. Like it doesn't really count. It counts. So that doesn't apply for midwifery. Of course, it's not your main grades taken, but it counts because you're not only doing theory, you're doing placement. So oh, if you're not turn up to placement and you're if you don't pass your placement with someone judging you, like it's not like a normal just paper I can miss and match it. Yeah. It's people thinking, Are you professional enough? Do you keep your time? Yeah. Are you related with the people enough? <laughs> I can't you know, you've got to turn up being professional because you're dealing with people public straight away. Yeah. So it's not a bare minimum of dealing with public. You can you have to be on you have to do things that are professional or do the right things with people in your first year. Obviously they don't expect you to know everything in your first year. Yeah. Of course not you're, you're learning. But there's basic skills, professionalism that they expect from you in your first year. Yeah. Time keeping, um coming turn up to your turn up to your placements. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, having that mannerism. They're judging you straight away. How are you with people? Yeah. Um are you asking the right questions to learn? Um are you do you are you do you learn skills quickly? You know, that's straight away. Wow. And for an eighteen year old, because I started straight from college, that was hard. Especially with my whole and my class, my cohort. 30, 40 year olds, you know, 50 year olds. So oh, I think I was only, oh, I was really? the youngest in my, yeah, actually, I was the youngest in my whole cohort. But I always knew I didn't want to be a midwife. I mean, a nurse first. But what's the difference? I mean, obviously there's yeah. a difference, but what's the difference? I'd, You're still taking care of people. See, I didn't want to look after sick people. Although there's a lot, now, there's a lot of people that are sick, but not like potentially that they could die. Okay. Like, you know, I couldn't, also, I, adults, I thought no. And then adult nursing was quite intense enough, but I thought I couldn't deal with children. I know I like children, like the whole aspect, but I couldn't deal with a child being really ill right. like, I couldn't look after I, that would really tug at me okay. you know even in midwifery the, the downside of it I struggle with still because it's, yeah. it's such a personal thing yeah. so when we see the bad days I know that imagine that not being every day where you can walk in and that's always a day walk, case yeah. there's more brighter days in midwifery than it is you said you the first year was like a big adjustment for you was there any point that you were like maybe I should change my course like go for something a bit less intense um, I think what made me want to change my course or not, not actually never change my course because I knew I always wanted to be a midwife, but I wanted to come back to London. 
to do my course. Okay. Happened in my second year. During my second year, it kind of what um, shaped me because I felt like I I experienced racism in the, my placement. Oh, really? Yeah, very bad racism in my placement. Is that uh, in Leicester? Leicester, yeah. And it was one of my things that rang in my neck. My dad would tell me, stay in London. There's more diversity here. So don't go, you know, don't go I there. It's pretty diverse, though. Not really in terms of, like, um, it's more, eh? That's what you're thinking about the university population. Probably. People that live there. You're talking about we all went there to go and party, but not actually people that actually live there. It's, it's very big yeah. in Asian okay. um, or a white community. And for me, there, there, there's not that many people, that, black residents actually live there. What kind of racism did you face? My mentor literally told me that you belong in Tesco checkout. She literally told me that listen, the likes of you don't belong here. Are, are you no. kidding me? No, and she literally failed me on one of my courses. What race was she? She was white. That's not nice. Yeah. And everyone witnessed it, how she treated me when I come in. Imagine me, 19-year-old me, struggling, coming in, or 19, 20-year-old me, coming in, having to face that every day and having to just still try and be positive. Some days she'll be really nice and tick off something. Yeah, you've done this really well. And the other day she'll just revert back to, I didn't know what I was going to get from her. Yeah. Coming to the time when she would have to actually mark my book placement, she just said, that's why she gave me that negative report. You belong to the checkout. Oh, I don't oh think you're this. you got to do this. And if anyone knows the middle structure, it's a very tight-knit course. Yeah. So basically everything is, that's why you got those, you got to fit a lot of things into that structure. When, if you fail something, it's very, even if you're going to like, um, if you're going to contest it, it's still like a process. Yeah. And you still got to have, you might miss out next course before you finish oh, your time. Okay, yeah. So I end up having to take um, a nine month time out while I, they went through like a, I went to tribunal with it. Wow. And obviously they, they found out she was, how she treated me. People gave evidence about how she treated me. Yeah. Obviously I, so I came back to my course, but I had nine months out. So now but at the time, could you not say, can you please change my mental because. Yeah. I feel like in hindsight, nice. I, sh- I should have. You know, yeah. I, I, should, I, I shouldn't just, but I just carried on thinking things will get better. Okay. You know, and that's one of the things that I will not let any, I will tell almost as I have never just carry on because it can mean, so I just thought, you know, it's so tired. I don't want to do another one. You know, I thought she would, because she'd be nice sometimes. This is very dangerous. And it, it I wasn't going to talk about this, but I think mm. it, it leads us very nicely to mm. this whole, I know, um, Tinuke has this five times more. Yeah. This leads us very, it's very interesting mm. that you have a midwife mm-hmm. who is supposed to be taking care of. Right. I personally think that right. if you're in like Those the questions. health field, you need to be the most caring person 100%. out there, right? 100%. With no prejudice. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have this a midwife, it scares me to think, well, how did she treat the black women? 100%. These are the things that scary things that I saw that I was like, no. And I was determined. I remember they saying to me that, like, oh, sometimes people take a gap and they don't come back. I was like, I'm coming back. Yeah. This is not going to fit me. It was hard, definitely hard, you know, taking a break, thinking, oh gosh, another year, you know. And I was like, but I will come back. Because yeah. I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew that even through the struggle that I'm doing that, but I did try that time to just try and see if I could transfer my course to London. Like I was like, oh, maybe people else want to try London hospitals. Maybe they want to be more, you know, nicer to me. But yeah. looking back at it, I'm happy I actually went back to the same hospital with people that saw me, you know, felt, and I proved themselves that I was amazing, you know. Yeah. And I came out of amazing grades. So, you know. So what happened with her after you did the whole tribunal? Oh, yeah, thing? she ended up having to be displaced to another place. She left the services. A lot of people complained. She went to, they put into the community. Like they do, they cover up for their people sometimes. So they didn't make, she wasn't allowed to work on students anymore. Okay, good. Yeah, and she wasn't allowed to um, have a student anymore or work on the labor wards. So she was put into like a community base. Okay. I don't see how that's different. No. But, you know. She's... Because if you come to my house and I need help, right. you're not going to. Right. So there was things in place. But like I said, sometimes even in the process, you can still have things. But for me, I do feel that that time I took out 
God still works things for good. Yeah. I was able to get my driving lessons done. I was yeah. able to do so many things in that time. I feel like if I didn't have that time out, I may not have been able to do it. You know, I worked. Yeah. I got was able to work, and I still say less now. So yeah, anything that someone does to bad, it will always work out for good. That's yeah. literally how I saw that process for me, and it was growth. And I was like, and it actually really think, do you want to do this, Kemi? Is this for you? And I said, yeah. I'm not gonna let this, you know, let me down. I want to be a midwife, and that's yeah. what I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. Here I am. So, <laughs> how long were you a midwife before you started professional auntie? So yeah, so I qualified in 2012, got my job a month straight away actually. Oh, um, good for you. Yeah, but I started working because you had to work for registration. Let's say the December, finish it September, end of September. Yeah, December of that year. Um, so I was 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do not Yeah, seven, eight years, seven years. So yeah, because it's been six years. So six years into being, yeah, six years into being a midwife. Yeah, and after. Have my son, then after a year, I birthed professional auntie. You know, for me, it what I didn't, I, I'd seen some gaps in services, but I think it didn't, it took me having my child to really wake up and say, you know what, what's happening? Like, I can do this, I can make, I, I don't, like I said, I, I'm someone that people come to naturally, yeah, as a point of contact. Obviously, maybe my profession, anyway, yeah. even before, but even more so after I have my child, I always was a point of contact for people like ask questions, and I found it easy. It wasn't something that I, I always was like, oh yeah, I'm willing to help. Yeah. And I was very passionate about helping people. Yeah. And I still am. Like, I always want to help or ask questions or check in on people that I know are pregnant, having kids. Yeah. It's something I do, it's not even thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like, oh, I've seen these gaps. I've seen these issues. I think I can help people here, do very like one-to-one and this, or I, I can provide these gifts for people, get them yeah. to the best start. And I thought, why not? Let me have professional auntie. I, I don't, the name professional auntie, <laughs> how that came to me is yeah. just, did you just come out of nowhere or did you play around with a few names before you landed that one you know it's so funny because like I, I like I, I always ask for a business idea yeah I didn't know it was going to be anything to do with my career I just yeah. was like oh I did the side hustle something different you know yeah. I want flexibility and all that stuff yeah. and then I started thinking about but Kemi it's like God has dropped it on my head that like, you got it right here you know people because I had so many people throughout my year a lot of people like even having my son a lot of people that I helped during my own when I had my own child. Yeah, I was like, I'm doing it already. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm doing it already. Here it is. And like, I always give people gifts that I felt like were useful. I thought, yeah, Kemi, okay, I mean, this yeah. is it. Let's, so let's I, do something. Yeah. Let's get paid for it. Yeah, and I felt like being an auntie is someone that you know you're very familiar. She comes around, she gives you that advice. You yeah. know, you feel very warm. You feel very happy around her. But sometimes the aunties can give you very unsolicited advice. A lot. So, yeah, some that are not necessarily <laughs> or not needed. So I thought I thought the professional auntie was the professionalism regarding my profession, regarding yeah. who I am, but also being that warm person, someone that I feel like you can really talk to, yeah. was the auntie. So I think just together, that's how the name came to me. Like, okay, yeah, auntie, but she gives you advice, but I'm also professional. Yeah. I have the boundaries in place. Yeah. But I'm also here to be that supportive person to you. Yeah. And that one-to-one. That's why I came up with professional auntie. I think it's very well suited. Thank you. And it works. Yeah. It, it's very, like, self-explanatory. Yeah. Like, you're an auntie mm-hmm. that's professional yeah yeah that's it so what kind of services i know in, in the beginning you mentioned that you have the survival boxes yeah. and stuff like yeah. what other services do you provide okay so currently we have services of um, the postpartum contact so have a baby wear like a support to you if you want to book extra appointments as you know Hmm. Um, sometimes you don't get as much as you need just have someone to come and work out a lot of things through with you yeah. we can have very um, goal based contacts just postpartum even just a one to one someone listens to you helps you guide you with like your changing nappy little bits and bobs of having a new child Yeah. so we do postpartum contacts okay. um, you book in with us for that um, we also have our first aid the basic first aid that I believe everyone should have Yeah. and um, we run that um, in a group setting for the family or one to one for yeah. just a um, couple so we did that a few weeks 
ago. So yeah. my family and I did that. Yeah. It was how many of us? Eight, eight, eight of us. Eight of you. Yes, it was yeah. eight of us that did that. And what's very interesting is mm-hmm. that when I told, I didn't ask them, do you guys want to do this? <laughs> you told them. I literally said, we are doing this. I yeah. have a three-year-old. Yeah. If you like taking care of my son, you don't need to know how right. to save his life. Right. Period. Period. So I booked it for them. And um, a few people, not going to mention any names, <laughs> mother. Um, <laughs> they were like, we know how to do this thing. Because yeah. you know, a lot of people yeah. in my family, they... Like my brother and his wife, they mm. are like first aid people from oh, their work. Yeah, yeah, I my mom and her partner, they work in the health industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the last time I did first aid was 2013. So oh, I wow. know I needed a refresher. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care. <laughs> we're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a refresher. Yeah. We're doing it. Oh, you know, these things, you can YouTube them. <laughs> I was like, if my son is there choking or he's not breathing, are you breathing, going to have time to go on YouTube? No, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that after we did it, or even during the session, they're just like, oh, you know, we thought we knew these things, yeah. but this has been so informative. Thank you so much. I'm like, see, yeah, you think you know, until but you have you, no yeah. idea. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. And, I, and I, even for me, sometimes I feel like, the refresher, even just the, you may know something, but that with everything changes all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always new updates with every training. And that's why you have to have the refreshers all the time. Yeah. And even just have the basic knowledge. I feel like some people, if you have a child that's yours, family member, it's very important that you know the basic things to do. Yeah. And, and like we say in the course, we tell you about how you're here to preserve that life. Yeah. You know, you do, you, you would never want to think that I could have had a chance to get that knowledge and skills and I just let it fall. Nah, don't need it. Yeah, and I always say that one thing I say to parents is that we invest so much in so many other things. We invest in all oh, that bag, that Birkin bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, we invest in the shoes, the music, every month, and so many other things. But why don't we have like a monthly thing that we invest in our own parenting? Yeah, that's to me parenting. From what I know, is one of the most important things for many people. It's one of the hardest things. Yeah, me. very hard. <laughs> but it's important to you, right? And yeah. you want to be great, at it, right? That's why it's hard. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, it's so important to you, and you want to yeah. get it right, yeah. and you don't want to mess up this human being. That's what makes it hard. But what is what? what how much do we invest in it, though? Is it yeah. investing it by learning on job? Yes, of course, a learning job thing. But how much do we take? We we struggle. Most some people struggle to just do. A lot of people begin to do NTT. But um, as you go on, why is it not something that's well promoted? That you know, you can do extra things. You can learn more about yeah. things. You can invest in things. You need to do this. This is something you should take on board. Like the yeah. the training, the um, meeting other people, peer support. Peer support is very important anyway. Yeah. In, in having a child, you need other moms to relate to, other fathers to talk to of you. Course. You know, just at general, and even just having a professional like you know, I speak to regularly about things that are going on with my child. Yeah. Just the right thing I'm doing. I want to be the best parent, so why not have a monthly prescription of something that you learn about your child quickly? Yeah. You know, even having gifts that help you support like you you know yeah. melody box amazing yeah that's it amazing for me you know for yeah. you know monthly i get something that helps literally, me along with it. <laughs> because literally i think just like professional auntie came mm. from you having your son and yeah. you're just like listen this is a service that people need yeah. and i was coming to you as well asking yeah. questions about stuff <laughs> yeah. melody box came to me because i obviously was a first-time parent mm. and in my past life before i was a parent I did not intend on having kids, you know. Yeah. I was like, I'm cool, don't want them. When I had my son, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no like I was literally on Google every single day, googling <laughs> right. what do I need now? Okay, mm-hmm. so now he's like three months old. What do I need now? Now he's six. What do I need? Yeah. What should I do? Is this normal? What is he supposed to be doing? Yeah. So, so the idea of Melody Box came as like instead of wasting so much time yeah. googling this stuff. 
it would be great if someone can just give me the stuff that I need and every so, month yeah. without me having to Google. And sifting through what's right and the what's right wrong. Thing, yeah, because exactly. sometimes the thing you'll be like, oh, he don't need that. Oh, I've got it ready. So it, if someone would just put it all together. Just give it to me. Just convenience. bring it to my box. Every parent's really convenient. We don't even have that much time, you know. We're, we're, we're busy now. <laughs> we're very busy, you know. So if someone's doing a job for me, why not? That's you know, it. Why not? And that's why I feel like your idea is amazing. You know, it's really good just to save it. And it's like, oh, great. Tools to help with learning, tools to help with things. Just all in one place. Just parenting is hard enough it is, it is. period period it's hard enough so really? we need services like professional auntie and melody mm. box and now i'm plugging and i'm gonna be plugging <laughs> yeah. <out. laughs> yeah but that's definitely one of our services and even one of our services is like a parenting assistance kind of yeah. um, trimester check-in we do like every trimester that be your first from second, the, from pregnancy yes yeah, so from pregnancy first second third and the fourth you know the postnatal one yeah um we have like a well-being check-in mm. and we have like a one-to-one either in whatever form you would like it to be over telephone or you know we can do zoom virtual these days during oh, the covid course, times yeah but if it wasn't that we could do like a face-to-face thing and it's just a way of you know this is what's happening here what to expect in your trimesters what to expect happening prepare you and just have that read and then send you resources that we think will be useful for you in that season yeah some of them do come with like a little gifts as well that's but that really depends cool. on what you pick and yeah. i just feel like just having that voice of reason that someone to go you know extra yeah extra mile yes you have the nhs working with you but sometimes they're time constraints i've been there yeah you know if they're doing their best you know but you know extra sometimes if anyone that has private health care will tell you how invaluable it has been for them it's different you know it's different yeah they've things that they've struggled to get response on even have struggled to get treatment for struggled to get operation on they've done it in two weeks and they're over yeah and resolved because that extra one-to-one that you know time that they have you have that yeah. extra thing and getting to know you better and understanding what you're coming from makes a world of a difference before my son was born mm. he was breech yeah and do you remember i did not want to have yeah, a c-section yeah i know <laughs> i didn't if i say i did not yeah. i mean that heavily you never planned not. it you never planned for that no nope, i had done yeah. my birth plan yeah. I, <laughs> that birth plan. I was ready for me to be giving birth and pushing mm-hmm. and i wanted to push yeah you know i wanted to feel like i was giving birth yeah you yeah. know mm-hmm. and i spoke to many midwives mm-hmm. like many with king's college <laughs> saw me they brought every midwife what they could think of yeah. they brought every doctor to talk to me to say listen you need to have a c-section mm. and i was like no <laughs> and it was only when you sat down yeah. with me and you said clay i don't get anything from this yeah i'm telling you have a c-section mm. it won't be as bad as you think it'll be booked in for you you'll go and you told me things that they had told me yeah, yeah. i was doubting them yeah. and of course it was coming from a good place i get that yeah. but for me i'm just like but no, I'll Google this. <laughs> <I've done>. so, <laughs> yeah, which a lot of, a lot of moms come in with that yeah. kind of anxiety. So it was only when I spoke to you. That's why I think that professional auntie is very important mm. because when when I spoke to you and you were an impartial voice, yeah, you were not going to be in the delivery room nope. with me. Mm-hmm. You were not going to do the C section with me. Mm. You didn't even work for King's College. Yeah. You had nothing to do with my pregnancy. Yeah, and you're like, listen. It is the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Yeah. And it was only after that conversation that I was like, fine, I'll, I'll do the season. Yeah. <laughs> and now, looking back. I, <laughs> before I get at- attacked by people. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it was the best thing for you, right? It was the best thing for me. And exactly. I'll have a Yet again. <laughs> but, you know, but even that, like, I always am against um, birth shaming you know yeah which i feel like a lot of things happen which a lot of the pressure as well comes from with a lot of us parents obviously we have a mother you want to have a natural delivery which is perfect great if it can work go for it yeah um but having a birth that's natural for you is a c-section if that's works for that's you it. for some people my birth best thing for me is cesarean because a lot of people have cesareans for different reasons yeah and for a mother who has a cesarean i don't think we need to say oh 
Oh, you never have. Oh, you had cesarean, and that comes across a lot. Like, oh, and I'm, I'm and like, I'm okay one, with it. That that and that was <laughs> what I did. Yeah. want. and there's a lot of oh, you had a cesarean, so yeah. you didn't really give birth. Yeah, and that's Do you absolutely. Know what I mean? And that it's is like crazy. I have, I have a scar. Yeah, you can see my scar. You know, if we're gonna talk about it's scars, guaranteed. You I know you had scar. that birth. You know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this, and that's one thing I'm very against is that um, birth shame because I think I've heard of so many mothers that come in contact with saying that how all people saying things like oh, you didn't give birth. So what happened then? How did yeah, that baby come out? out? You definitely gave birth. I gave that birth. is your birth journey. That's your yeah. birth story. And that's something I think I, I featured on my page, you know, about birth stories. It's different for everybody. Yeah. You're, that could be a instrumental delivery, which is a four steps from two. So you gave birth. Yeah. You have a zero section. You gave birth. Yeah. You have value. Great. You have birth. What all you both come up with is that child. That's <laughs> and it. that's why even when it comes to like pain relief, it's such a, it's just so many oh, yeah, things. That's a, that's we have another big, thing, another thing. Yeah. But a big thing within the community of, you know, mothers, we, we want to just put like a, super, super, a, a seniority on like people who have handled the pain. I can handle the pain. I tell people all the time, you know, no one gets a Gucci bag at the end of this. If you have your some people, jewel, do, I think, no. some people get push presents. That's, but that's Gary, that's even if you don't have it. If you, I think I'm I'm allowed to push gifts regardless if I push with it It don't matter. But we don't give it to you. Your husband, yeah. we don't give it to the hospital, we're giving you a baby. That's true. We don't give anyone a badge. Well done, no epidural. There you are. You get extra baby. There's no there's nothing. Yeah. At the end of the day, that some people are if you can cope with the pain, well done. Don't, you don't need it. Carry on. You know what? I I've heard someone said something to me. They said you would not have an operation without pain relief. Exactly. So why is there so much glorification on a woman having birth without medicine? If you want to, that's fine. But if you cannot handle it and you feel like you want pain relief, that's fine too. That like fine there's, too. No there's no shame. There's no shame in that. either form. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, like you said today, even asking me, came in, what was it like being a child myself? Mm. In the things that I offer, it's very important to remember what parenting your parenting was like first when you become a parent. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know how much it actually impacts on our own journey. Right. It does. You know, it does, unfortunately. Good and, good and bad. Yeah. yeah. There's certain traditions, certain things you want, and reasons, certain things you put up of how you want to be a parent. You face there, your own, even your own labor experience. I also tell people, if you can, ask your mom how you were born. Yeah. Not people don't, some people don't know. I don't think I yeah, know. Yeah, you see. Why didn't you ask? I don't know. I, yeah. know how my, I know how my brother was born. Yeah. Well, what about you? I don't know about me. I know it that matters. she was eating, she was having dinner and she started getting contractions. <laughs> yeah. Or well, how was the pregnancy like, mom, when you no, were pregnant with me? I don't know. Did you enjoy pregnancy with me? These questions are the things I'm that I can ask. ask her. This is a good conversation. Yeah. The conversation. And these are things that ask people to ask, you know, just to get an idea of kind of things. Because they can be traits, they can be similar things yeah. that we go through and certain things prepare you for and even in family and that's why i think it's even also important to have that education with young girls early on as well yeah not only about even the five times likely that we talk about you said to look at the pledge it's also about raising education about what affects the bane community more hmm. than the white community hmm. there's certain things of course our health pressures have been but we also need to educate about our own voice mm-hmm. about certain conditions that we are prone to if we have that education early on and what can we do to get ourselves in best positions for labor ourselves yeah of course there's certain things that they they failed us there but what is their voice that we have are we aware of these things yeah. are we educated enough for these things yeah and that doesn't always start just when you're pregnant yeah why wait till then yeah what about concept pre obviously sometimes we're not always planning the pregnancy but <laughs> i mean if you already knew that information in schools we're wasting a lot of time on learning trigonometry Let's learn the real things that we're going to use in real life. Exactly. <laughs> you can tell I'm still lightly, uh, still angry about those, you know, <laughs> those math <matches. laughs> No, my, the one I'm mad about is science. Let me, uh, tell, you, let me tell you something about science here. Yeah. I have never been good at science. I know. I know I'm not good at it. I know this. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Physics, chemistry, oh, that gosh. whole thing. No. I, I, it's a oh. different language to me. Mm-hmm. I said, do I have to do science? Mm. They said, yes. But why? Why do I have why to do science? Learn I don't want to do science. I'm not good at it. They want to learn. Well, why do you need to know about the pH 
what was the thing that the cat there's a ph alkaline the, i don't know i can't the, remember the periodic table periodic table thank you that thing got do, on my you know nerves is it useful my... to now why don't you know it i don't do science i didn't need to do science <laughs> literally my science lessons i used to write in my diary i kid Honestly. you not i was doing my creative writing during science i don't care i don't want to do anything to do with science yeah. i don't get it Physics the only thing that was okay with was biology yeah, Everything same. else. That's it. I need. I knew I needed it. I knew I needed <laughs> it. <laughs> but also, it was informative. Learn about your body. It made yeah. sense. I yeah, know. So it was I, easy yeah. To but this. Uh, yeah. So we need to start learning more. I think yeah, for me, I'm very impassioned about boys and girls learning more about importance of actually, you know, what we're prone to health conditions. If you having a child, what entails certain mm-hmm. things. Because I feel like that education early on helps people prepare. Yeah. And have a better insight of things. When you're in labour, sometimes I'm, I'm in pregnant. A lot of emotions you're going through already. Yeah. You don't. Sometimes you don't want to know too much at that point in time. That's true. Actually. You might not want to know that much. Yeah. So but if happened? you already knew it, that's true. So these are the things that I do feel um is part of the things that I do try and educate um the parents that I do have contact with mm-hmm. to better prepare them for antenatal birth and also postpartum. Which the is the one that no one talks about. Yeah, and the one that's the most important because labor lasts maximum two three days. Yeah. But this is a lifelong. Commitment the one no one talks about and the one that's the hardest stage really the one that really no one prepares for literally you know really people rarely prepare for what's gonna happen after they have the baby yeah that crying baby that baby that's not feeding properly the thing is they tell <laughs> you these things in passing Bossing, yeah not enough detail so we get told it's gonna be hard <laughs> so you know it's gonna be hard mm. but they don't tell you the details of what's going to be hard yeah. how is it actually going to be hard yeah. like or what do i the thing is yes not you know we know it's gonna be hard but we need to be given the tools to be able to work through what's gonna be hard the harder you know, bits right the harder bits i think no journey that's new is always easy at first you mm. know and both you and your child will be learning together yeah but it's about equipping you with the tools and the knowledge that you knew prehand about okay well, there's these kind of roads that maybe you may go on mm. if i'm stuck on this road you know like i've said now i can go right i can go left I can contact these people, you know, these resources and, you know, at least think, oh, I remember, drop it in passes. Oh, I remember them talking about this could happen. Mm. This is quite normal. Okay. I know I can call this or I've got, wait. you know, that insight information. And I feel like that's why I'm, I really am passionate about my professional auntie. Yeah. Because I want all parents to have best start parenting, you know, and that can be from all diverse backgrounds, you know, yeah. that back, when I say, I mean, diverse setups, you know, the mum that hasn't got support, the mum that has got support, the mum that's co-parent, the mum that's in the relationship, the one that's married, the one that's got one child, two, three, whatever it may be, one yeah. that's isolated, just her and dad at home, you know, dad works long hours, whatever it may be, I want to be able to be, have the support to be able to be like, I'm not alone, not to expect, I, I can someone. have this, I have someone I can speak to, I have that yeah. support network to get through this, this stage I'm at. It's all stages, you get from one stage, you go to another one, <laughs> but that's... Each stage is hard as the last Yeah, one, yeah. And you look at the one before and you're like, oh, that, oh, that was, was easy oh, compared yeah. to what I'm doing. Yeah. Now. That was nice. Like, oh, that was okay. Or you forget, because that's how, that's how life I, is. I <laughs> yeah. Like when he was born, it's like, oh, it was cool. You're thinking that wasn't that. Was <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong information. That's why they, that one was coming in. You're thinking, it was like, yeah, it was okay. You're like, you lied to me. When, when you, that, you know what? I wasn't sleeping. But maybe that's why people are misinformed. Yeah. Because when you go past the stage, you forget. You forget. You forget the, how it was. Like, I know, I, if I have to think about it, yeah, he was waking up every three hours. Yes, he had colleague and was crying. But if you ask me, I'm gonna forget. Okay, so seven the, PM hit. Yeah. We are, we know that we're having wow. a serious meltdown for like a good hour. And you got through it. Here you are. <sighs> it doesn't doesn't feel like you're gonna get through it. Yeah, at the time it. it doesn't. And that's what I'm saying to you. That how having that 
peer support or that professional that checks in regularly on you yeah. and be like oh yeah okay so how's this going okay have you tried this you know mm. just even just having someone to be like i'm not alone like when you're going through that every day no one asks you how you coped or yeah. checked in on you you'll be like wow or no one reassured you that it was going to get better yeah it could have been really hard for you to really think goodness or being yeah. isolated and not have no one around you not even anyone to visit can you imagine right now yeah, imagine the COVID mums, you know, how they're coping with things like this. Are you working with COVID mums? The antenatal classes, labour preparation got cancelled. Yeah. So I had a lot of mums doing birth classes with me yeah. and dads as well. So that's been good and giving information as well. It would have been better to have at least one face to face. Yeah. But thank goodness for virtual. So we've done a lot of Zoom, a lot of You just said it's not deemed as essential. The thing is, I have, I'm having to follow up with because the thing i do see people naturally you know yeah uh, the thing, because so, it is healthcare yeah yeah it's healthcare but is it because it's not under it's a private sector that's seeking in so i'm having to work it out with somebody but i think it's a essential work as well i think it? it is yeah i do but i'm having to work out logistics yeah. yeah as long as i do my normal screening questions which are have you got covid i want covid i'm covid clear we're good yeah and we take some precautions obviously in terms of hygiene we're good yeah. Yeah. So let's go back now. I'm gonna go back a little bit more mm-hmm. to um, 2019 mm-hmm. when professional auntie was first set up. Yeah, when you got the idea of professional auntie, yep. it was in your head. It had legs and a body. It had <laughs> fully formed. Yeah. Like so, what kind of challenges did you face to get it set up, to get it set up, and to put the word out there? I think for me, what was the biggest challenges for me was time, knowing that it wasn't completely perfect, but taking a leap of faith to completely just get out there with there. Yeah. Um, like even with my boxes, like I know in the packaging wasn't perfect and yeah. there wasn't this, the, but I thought, Kim, you got to start, just start. Yes, start. I, that's yeah. It. Just, just and I, and I remember it. even you telling me, you remember I was like delayed. <laughs> I was like, oh no, my, I don't have this picture. I haven't got to do that. Like, just, just start. Just, just start. start. Even I was like, oh no, but Instagram, I'm not really good with Instagram. He's like, just just put O's in everything and start get people to know it. I was like okay yeah but I think at the beginning I knew I had it but then the fear of like what's what going to gonna gonna say it's going to be well received and, you know, that second one yeah, is it going to be, be well received? received I believe that question ha- has stopped so many so many starting things so many because, and I feel like why do you worry so much about how people going to see it I feel like people that need to see it and going to what I've learned now not then. <laughs> Let me be. Oh, then I, I did really think. Oh my god, what's the thing? What well, is? Is everyone take it? Oh, people, people don't buy this name. That they don't like it. Or you know, not enough feedback. You know. But then now I've really just gone off my passion. Gone off what my the positive feedback. Gone off the the constructive feedback. Gone off and worked to improve it. So I did worry about that initially. Um, certain things not being perfect. Um, my time not being a social media person. I hate social media, yeah. but I love it as well because <laughs> it gets you people. But I know like content, you know, what right content to put out. Yeah. Having time to do that as well, juggling it. Yeah. Like for me, it's still having the time to do everything I want to do in my business, yeah. but still being a full-time mom and full-time working person. You know, so these things are the constant struggles I have. Yeah. And sometimes also comparison. Initially was comparing. Comparing yourself to other Yeah. Companies. But for, for me, my service is so different. Because I actually don't... Who is your competition? Because I actually don't know anyone like your direct competition. Like, we, we know companies like Melody Box yeah. who have boxes yeah. that might cater to that. But professional but artists way spin, more... Different spin on everything. Yeah. And professional artists way more than a, a box. care package. Yeah. If we're going to put That's it that saying. way. It is a service. Mm-hmm. And it has it has that box element which can be a gift and you can buy for yourself yeah but to think of a company that i can call yeah and say hey 
I need help with this or I need, I'm pregnant. I don't know mm. what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I currently, obviously there is like, um, companies that are, I know there's midwives that are sh- off sharing their experiences. Yeah. But not directly offering services. Like I know there's a couple of people that, um, who can I think about? Um, so a couple of services that I know that, um, one is like a, a really big midwife. She shares her experiences. She does like tools for other midwives, talks about, you know, what the midwife journey is. So for other moms, obviously they share advice about midwifery. So a lot of content anyway, but any midwife will be sharing informative things about the pregnancy journey. Mm. So there's a lot of pages that share information about pregnancy anyway. So those yeah. are, those are general, yeah. but my page is different because I'm offering a service, mm. but then there's other pages that are offering, um, like, classes on classes to like other midwives so i think they reach midwives but not direct or there's other moms that do antenatal classes like they do nct okay. is doing services like that or right. other midwives that do like other antenatal ed- education classes mm. so there's them but for me i still think my services are unique to itself because i'm offering one-to-ones i'm yeah. offering not just one sector of that education. i'm trying to do i'm doing the holistic way of it all yeah i have the my survival boxes are one element but it's not the biggest element of what i'm trying to achieve because it's like something an add-on to my service yeah i want you to be better prepared but i've got goodies for you to make sure you are having the right gifts so you great the right family and friends can buy you this stuff yeah i even got like i said in my boxes also have like a rice card of essential things you know in that first um month or so yeah. about appointments about things you should expect you know yeah. about what things you should check what appointment what things to do do you know what no one told me what that you it? need your red book everywhere with yeah you. very important I red book. <laughs> like i literally went somewhere with, uh, with my son and they're like have you got your red book i'm like no what do i need it for definitely it's like a pregnancy book i didn't know it's very like a pregnancy book so those things <laughs> no <one told> me. <laughs> because the doctors they're writing it it's like this and helpers everyone needs to weigh in all that stuff all gonna be in that red book and but keep it safe because it has immunization schedule even right now yeah keep it I safe don't, even know where it is. don't lose that i think i know what it is yeah please find it <laughs> so these are things that are very very important so i feel like for me i haven't seen anyone directly doing exactly what i'm doing i've seen midwives that are raising information i've seen a couple of people that have done okay like someone that's doing like a birth pack boxes yeah but that's nothing like but that's along not mine yeah, yeah it's not the same so i'm saying to you, i don't see no one that's direct competition to myself and do you know what i have seen people that do like the care packages that yeah i have doing. seen a little bit no no not that you're doing that do care packages for mums yeah and for mum yeah but they have what's got my inside yeah nothing compared what you yeah for what's inside we ain't got the same they thing they have the luxuries baths feel the thing you feel good stuff no, but for me, yeah for practical stuff. Stuff. so that's why i come back to you where i'm not here to give the which is great I want, there is like obviously using um you know I get, like i said people for a uh, controversial for me to put pads in there i'm saying i'm putting pads in those books for moms because, because moms actually mom need, need pads, pads. <laughs> <laughs> more than i need um you know um like i don't know the bath style the nail polish you know anything to make yeah, you feel good like a yeah, bath style, but I, I need that initially more. you're not gonna need it now you know that's you know or even okay a lot of people have the moms you know like face masks yeah that's great. Um, but and your mom's not going to have time no to do time face masks. No, but do you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be feeding because <laughs> I just gave birth. Yeah, and so that's why for me it was very... I didn't even know I got like the um, perineum for mom that did have like... Um, tears and Yeah, but even if you had it for your actual... um and you could put it to a cooling around that area. Yeah. So for me, I thought constantly thought about what was practical for me. What was the thing I needed? And I had to put pads. That's what I needed. Yeah. Because I didn't put anything when I got my C-section. See, and you remember, but you remember sometimes it was full bits tender, full bit heat, and that thing was useful for you to put that cooling yeah. agent there. Yeah. So these are the things that I felt like I have to pull practical elements. I'm not changing it. Um, and also inform- informative card because I feel that information 
what, like you know, you got registered a baby in forty days. Yeah, you've got to do this. You know, you got and to do that. And this is things that you're forced to Google. But if yeah, it's there, if it's there, you had it there. You, yeah, then that's saving you some time because yeah. mums are busy. Right. You just had a newborn. Right. Your hormones are your hormones are all over the yeah. gas. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. For me, direct competition. I see people doing similar things to me. So there's certain areas I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing that. But I don't feel, I see anyone doing exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And obviously my ethos and my main aim is to get parents off to the best start. You know, that being your pregnancy, that being if I want all parents to adjust well to parenting. Yeah. I want everyone not to feel like they haven't got that support network they need. Haven't not they've not missed out any education they should have. Yeah. I want people not to feel like, oh, I didn't get this at my appointment. I didn't know this. I want you to know it. I want, and if you don't know, you know where to go and get it. Yeah. You know, I want you to be able to feel like, oh, I had so, this was so useful to me. I got all this stuff I needed. I used everything. You know, and that's, when I get feedback like that from people like, oh, everything, I used this. Oh, my God. And send pictures of them using my and the things yeah. and the thing I gave them or how they used like a little box after, you know. Yeah. It makes me smile. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, great. Or even feel like from my classes and all such I'm getting how thanks came in for seeing me through the whole time. Your help was just, you know, perfect. It's what I needed, you know. It makes me realise that, yeah, this is exactly what I came to do. Yeah. You know, and I, and I do have, it's not just because it's my job it's actually something i'm very passionate about something that i felt like i needed i wish i had my own professional auntie even just as a own professional a lot of people think that you should know all yeah. your mind goals with your own mom like <laughs> i knew it but then i'm like my rationale was start, i'm like i need someone to bring back the like, can we calm you down your, yeah your, your emotion <laughs> as a professional or not your emotions cannot change when you have a child that you love so much yeah my first i tell everyone this story and they laugh even my mom my mom's that i see and dad i tell the story like my first two mom, two three weeks i went to the gp i saw the gp maybe like five times <laughs> my mom was like kemi you're going again <laughs> you love these things it's funny, right? But I just feel like I went through like a panic phase. Like I felt like I didn't want to think I overknew it. Yeah. And I didn't check on it. Yeah. He was uh, rash. He had a remember his rash. Let's <laughs> talk about the rash. The rash I went crazy about <laughs> the heat rash, and he he was breathing. Something. Oh, he had had really bad reflux. Oh, and yeah. it was vomiting out his nose, so panic, panic, panic. Yeah. So then, you know, and I was scared to put him down if he panicked or choked. And, and I've I've heard of these things, but for my child, oh my god. I, well, I just didn't want to be that one, that mom that felt she knew it all. I didn't check it out. Yeah, and then something After a while, then... <laughs> the first two, three weeks, I think my rationale came back to normal. I stopped going as much. <laughs> but the first, mom was like, Kemi, you're going again? They must not. <laughs> I think it was the doctor, actually. This was a lovely doctor. The son is fine. He's going to be. <laughs> and I just think that he clicked me like, Kemi, just calm down. <laughs> you know what? I once went, I'm still very angry. Every time I see this doctor, yeah, I screw him. I went because my son had, I don't know if he was acid reflux, but he was yeah. throwing up a lot. Yeah. As a parent, you feel like this throwing up is it's too, too much. much. So I went there, <laughs> and then he was like, he weighed him. He's not. Oh, he's not underweight. Yeah, they always I was say like, that. but you don't understand. He's <laughs> throwing up. <laughs> it's a lot. And then he was like, but he's feeding one. Well, yeah. 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 And then he comes back up. <laughs> and then they give you the look. Are you a first time mom? <laughs> <laughs> and you just want to say no, but you're like, yes. <laughs> like yes and then he was like he is fine yeah it will it. stop and i was just like listen my son is throwing up so much obviously he's not throwing up right now yeah of course they never do it with you never <laughs> but he's throwing up a lot he was like a lot of babies do yeah it's, it's normal i'm like what? you don't understand you know what for me it was i actually actually like i said you've been on the receiving end of it all i actually realized i've actually stopped saying it's normal because i knew how much it irritated me yeah when i was a mom and I, I there's certain things i, I actually learned on the receiving end yeah. like i think two things was telling mom to get on the bed 
when I was in labor. I could not get on the bloody bed when I was in labor. Oh, really? I couldn't sit on the bed. Why? The pain. The oh. pain. <laughs> I could not sit on that bed. So for me now, I, I do not say force mom to get on the bed ever. It's just changed certain things I practice that I feel like, you know, I've been there, I can see it like, no, sometimes you can't get on the bed. I'll, I'll flexible with her, you know, whatever. And telling her it's normal. Yeah. No. Some babies do this, and some I've seen that I'll change my, my, my language. Because for me, get to GP and going, it's not. I'm like, it's not normal because I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I just hated the word. It's normal. That, I was Honestly, like, I'm just like, not telling you me don't it's normal. <laughs> so much it cannot be normal. Don't tell me it's normal. It's not. It's a lot. Thank you. And to me, you know, just to me, it's not normal. I don't think it's normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and that's why I say to you, but if they speak about things like, you know, that's why even more I talk about things like acid reflux because you didn't know about these things before. You, if you, as a mum, you will never know about acid reflux. The no. same thing you wouldn't know about a child having a rash like this, a child not baby acne. Some people are panicking. I'm like, it's baby acne. It's but I've seen it before. So yeah. I, that's why they, they look at you like, it's fine. They've seen so many babies that have it. You're going, this is my baby. I've never seen a baby rash. <laughs> I don't see a million babies a day. So what is going on? Yeah. So this is the reasons why they're like, professionals are going like, oh yeah, because they've seen it. But when you see a baby with rash and spots, you're panicking. Yeah. You're thinking, what is happening? Like, the baby I saw yesterday didn't look like this. Yeah. So that's why I think it comes with a lot of places like, oh, it's fine. But for a parent, you have to remember, I think what I go into for them, but this is the, their first time or, or this is their child or seeing this, they want to be really reassured about this thing. So your wording really does count. Yeah. That wording. Yes. It's not, it's normal. It's not, <laughs> it's normal. It's not going to work for me. Because if you tell me it's normal, I feel like you're not understanding. You're not getting it. Like I'm telling you it's not. You're not getting it. Yeah. You're not getting it. I wouldn't come here if it was normal. I, if I thought though, I wouldn't be coming here. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on. Mm-hmm. So, after you started Professional Auntie, like how did you market the the company and the product and what you what you were offering to the masses? Because obviously, like you said, you did not do social media, so I'm guessing you did not have like a big following. Yeah, social media presence mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So how did you manage to get the word out? I think my business, one of the things that it does thrive off, social media is great, but for me, word of mouth is the best thing for what I do. Yeah, because obviously care like this is very personal yeah and feedback of i'm over there oh this lady really helped me this you know what it's very big so a lot of things is what people had that i knew mm. that really supported helped recommending my boxes yeah. re- recommending oh talk to this lady she can really help you that's what i really had ready you know in place yeah. but just spreading it around with between friends and families posting you know sending them i've started this business now guys it's what i'm doing if you know you want any support that was it for me so that yeah. general word of mouth does not fail yeah. It's, 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 it's an old advertiser. Yeah, it's still best form of advertising marketing. Yeah. You know, and we, we, we really downplay it. You yeah. know, it I, is the best. The you best. can pay for all the Facebook yeah. and Instagram ads as you want, but word of mouth, free and so effective. And so effective. And there's, like, there's actually, and there's a lot of people like, I think this could be so stuck on following, but there's a lady that she she does cakes, for example, and she is amazing. She gets, she does, her prices are very expensive, by the way. Yeah. Expensive, but she's booked and busy. Yeah. Instagram, maybe she has just she literally just got to like maybe just over one thousand pounds, one thousand followers oh. a day. Does her following, <laughs> her money, you know, yeah. doesn't relay what how much she's making the money. No. I people say that all the time. But I think it's separate certain um professions, certain things, it doesn't display in following. It's about what you're doing behind the scenes that yeah. something we don't always see. Yeah. So word of mouth for me was really big. Um, and then I worked on my website. Had a really great support from Fiona. Yeah. It's finally Fiona. She really helped support me with that. Yeah. So she put me my website. So I was websites are everybody go look again. You know, I've got a website. You can buy anything on here. Yeah. You know, even, you know, you helping me behind the scenes picture taking. <laughs> Not my, I, the, all these things. Luckily, I like me you <laughs> picture taking. No, taken. I'm joking. I like, no, <laughs> she I don't, don't do I that. Don't do no, no, no. This no. was a mate's, mate's deal. It's a mate's mate thing. <laughs> so don't let me for pictures. There's a lot of things that 
in the business, another thing I think I learned is that how you won't have everything. There'll yeah. be certain people around you that if it's supposed to be for you, that will help that you can you can link in with mm. that can help you to get to the areas that you're not that's not your expertise. So for me, I'm about the service. Yeah. I, I deliver the service to my, that's what I'm passionate about. But having to learn the other tips was like, oh, this is it, it could put you off. I was like, you know, forget this. Yeah. You know, learning how to get the tricks. What slide out to you again, Clay for always giving me the tips <laughs> and the trades of what business is really like. You know, it's a business. You know, yeah. getting your tax working out, getting this sweet, I get your everything that I was like this is long yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know about the little logistics of this but it is long yeah it, is, it long. is and no one told you these parts as well <laughs> so people might think running a business is just putting an Instagram it post is really it and really creating isn't. a website and going on godaddy.com to play a domain that's like 5% of it that is just that's the I wish bit. that was all it took you know? I know right so all these things, the little bits I don't like, I feel like those were the bits that I really had a lot of support from family and friends or yeah. people that I knew that could really support me, which, you know, that helped bring that little bits going. So word of mouth was really good. Sharing the website went up and running, people saw it. And obviously really being consistent on my, on my Instagram. Yeah. I think obviously linking with other um, people that, you know, were doing mother things. You How know. did you do that? Because I have seen that you've done quite a few collaborations yeah. with different people. That I'm, looking, I'm just like, hold on, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like basically I, um, I did know some people already, but I, one good thing about Instagram, people do reach out to you and you reach out to people as yeah. well. So you're able to link, you know, you see things like, oh, this is really good. I like yeah. them. And some, most people that I've done collaborations, I really love what they're doing. You know, yeah. I really, like, even with my boxes, I'm someone that I'm, I'm willing to support anybody. And if I think it's amazing, I'm going to go for it. Like even, yeah. I tell everybody that how I would not put anything in my boxes I don't believe in. Yeah. BQ London, amazing. Your products are amazing. You know, and I just, natural, natural for me, I won't use anything less on my child, my baby. So, yeah. Anything I use, I'm using for myself. Yeah. Great. I met Color Celebrations at a networking event. Yeah. And so we were both here to pitch our products. And okay. one of the things um, at Prosperity, she was put on like a, a mental health day and it was really good. Okay. Yeah. And we went to go and plug our items. And I met her. She has really great fires. And I just felt her ethos behind her cars were amazing. Yeah. And I, who doesn't like to document their child's growth? By the way, Color Celebrations are just, what are they? They're, um, they are basically, you know, your milestone cards. Yeah. They have really amazing milestone cards, but they also focus on ethnicity. So your representation, as I would say. Yeah. So where we would have like cards for myself, where I, I did, I was guilty of this and I was really like, I really wish I had black cards or yeah. cards representing my child, how he looked. Yeah. I was buying white <laughs> cards because that's what I had in the shop. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, it's true. Why would we buy that, you know, and not? look for our own representation because yeah. it wasn't available so yeah. she's actually made it available for she also does like um, Asian as well so it's BAME cards you know and mixed you know origins that are not really found in shops like mixed origin as well and all those things so she's made cards to represent people that are not being represented Yeah. and obviously there's, there are milestone cards very good milestones as well not all your everyday milestones yeah. like I think the other day she'll say she's going to put like on oh, my first day at nursery yeah. I'm like oh yeah that's, that's really cute so things like that that's in my box as well yeah so just things like that um, that I have and just other items that I feel like basically mixing with other people has able to me to really see what people are doing, have that support from people that I have had support from and also just be able to see how to do this content life as well. <laughs> Honestly, it's the headache of my life. Definitely pain. Indeed. And time. Time. So time consuming. It. Definitely. Oh. So what's next for professional auntie? What is next professional aunties? Amazing, amazing, amazing things. We're currently working on something that's really, really big and I can't wait to share with all of you. Oh, you can't tell us? No, I can't tell you. You can't drop the exclusive right now? Uh, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's basically, I'll drop a little hint. Okay. Um, it's going to be something that, obviously, similar to what I'm kind of doing now, but in a bigger form scale and it's going to be a, 
essential for parents to a service another service but a very precise service of what i've been trying to say i want to be doing for parents and bring everything together um and i'm running that we right now i'm, I'm just doing the training for oh, that wow. getting it all sorted and i'm oh, no. I wonder. So stay locked in. Yeah, you, you know, need to. You, yeah. yeah, we will be following. Yeah, we'll, so we'll follow. Yeah, in. to see that, and also, what says us? We're going to be a household name. We won't stop. We want to make sure that we have a community of people for fresh and auntie are following. Yeah. We want us to have a big family of pet support for all of the people that are locked into our services and products. So that's what's really next for us: having a, a bigger community of pet support for all our parents that look into our services as well. Yeah. So um, that and really learn every day so improve our services every day but our new service that we're going to be launching very soon i can't wait for you guys to just see what we're going to be doing oh, it's going to be amazing wait. that sounds mm, exciting it's going to be amazing but you can always book on for our first day classes our postpartum support and buy a box this christmas for oh, yeah, people lockdown. Yeah, yeah it's lockdown and what, what better way to share that we really love somebody that you know especially the new moms and this dads new moms and dads that and have not been able to receive yeah right now. So drop them send them one so and we've got a discount going on if you purchase one See. What's the discount code? Oh, you mean the discount's automatic? Yes. Oh, well, you lot. Get on that. <laughs> get your survival boxes mm-hmm. for that mummy, that daddy, or that baby. The COVID babies. Yeah. Uh, all right. So where people, where can people find you? So you can find us on Instagram, at Professional Auntie. Facebook as well, Professional Auntie. Um, we're on Twitter, but we're not doing that great on Twitter. We need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> so stay focused on <laughs> so Instagram. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about I'll get there. Um, or email us. Drop us an email as well. Info at professionalauntie.co.uk. Drop us a DM. We're very flexible. We will respond. We are responders. <laughs> so we do respond to our DMs as well. Um, yeah, and like post, like our posts and comment. Thank you so much, Kemi, for coming on. Thank we you appreciate you. Thank you for having um, me. And that was episode one of Who Moved My Back In. I have been that girl, Tammy, on Instagram and Twitter. And like professional auntie, I'm actually active on Twitter. Yeah. But you, you follow at your own risk because, yeah, you yeah. get a bit techie on there. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.